morning of October the 7th, our world changed in an unimaginable way. In response, you know, Brothers and Sisters for Israel, an organization I'm currently involved in and working in the large donor team, it has completely dedicated itself uh, to providing crucial aid and support to civilians and soldiers, and is currently the largest civilian aid organization operating in full coordination with the Israeli military. There's some who argue that this is a role that should be played by the government, but now is not a time for politics. We're fulfilling that role. You know, from the onset of the war, we've been continuously mobilizing critical resources, locating missing individuals, procuring vital equipment for soldiers and civilians. Uh, we're running an unprecedented, comprehensive logistical operation, uh, leaving no requests uh, unanswered. I think importantly, these are all volunteers. Uh, this is not a political organization. We're not affiliated to uh, any, any political uh, group or, or party. We just aim at filling a gap uh, in, from civil society in Israel. Um, let me talk a little bit about you know, some of the critical shortages that the country is facing uh, at the moment. And these are in kind of in five critical areas, both humanitarian and logistical. So the first one is in terms of protective gear. Uh, we need ceramic vests and tactical helmets. Uh, and we're currently working directly with the Ministry of Defense and some of the elite units in the army. We're not the only one that's working, but we're one of the few. There are lots of really good efforts going on on behalf of individuals who care deeply about the country. The reality is very difficult to source equipment, and it's very difficult to source the right equipment. And we are well-placed to do that and have done that for the last week. The second point is what I call logistical shortages. We're facing severe shortage of medical supplies, of clothing, of food, uh, and water. There are an enormous number of what we'd call displaced people, people from the north and from the south, people who are staying with friends, people who are staying in hotels, people are staying in hostels. They came without their clothes. They came without their work equipment. They came literally without anything. And we're trying to supply them uh, with that. Another important role is in terms of hostages and missing citizens. Uh, right now, brothers and sisters, which have a lot of the leading you know, high-tech uh, individuals in the country, are using some of the most advanced AI facial recognition identification technology software to identify hostages and missing persons and are working in conjunction with the Shabak and the IDF. The fourth one is in terms of mental health support for children and families. Uh, as you can imagine, children and families who have experienced the trauma of this crisis require psycholog psycho psychological uh, report. Finally, in terms of refugee families, as I mentioned, as I mentioned before, there are lots of refugee families and we're trying to uh, provide whatever assistance we can to them at the moment. And Mark, I can tell you that uh, where I'm working, which is at the mixer in the exhibition grounds in Tel Aviv on a daily basis, there are over a thousand uh, individuals volunteering. Some are putting uh, food and clothing into boxes. There are literally hundreds of people who've brought their cars or vans or trucks and are standing at the ready waiting to distribute this uh, all around the country. I work in a much smaller group which sits inside effectively calling individuals both in the country uh, and globally uh, to ask them to donate money and providing them with the information. Many people uh, are, are wanting to give assistance but don't know how to. Uh, and we, we, we are trying very hard uh, to provide them the information to get the money here as quickly as possible. The need is, is, is immediate. 
So that's what we're doing. Uh, we'll continue to do it this week. Most people are not working. They're spending uh, all of their kind of days uh, at the mixer uh, in Tel Aviv. And when they go home, they continue uh, through the various systems. Uh, we are using talking to uh, the U.S., both the East uh, and, and the West Coast, where the level of donations has been incredible. What kind of response indeed was there when you picked up the phone, talked to these uh, high-hitting donors or potential donors, and you said, this is Israel's hour of need, we need money, we need a lot of money, and we need it now. What was the response? The response, to be honest, has been overwhelmingly positive. People watched the scenes uh, on Sunday, uh, on Saturday, with absolute shock uh, and horror, uh, and recognized that Israel is in a different situation that has been uh, historically. Uh, people have agreed to transfer money and transfer it quickly. Now, there's no shortage of Jewish organizations and global humanitarian organizations that are raising money uh, for, for, for Israel. Some are directed uh, at hospitals, some are directed uh, at mental health. Uh, we try and encapsulate all of those and provide a one-stop shop for those that are providing uh, or want to provide money. There are obviously logistical issues, bank accounts, charity structures, etc. Uh, we have all of those in place, uh, and we're providing that information for people in order to facilitate uh, their donations. But let me say, Mark, it's been moving uh, to see and understand uh, the extent of the desire of people to contribute and to contribute quickly. Can you give us a ballpark figure of how much you've managed to raise so far? So it's definitely uh, in the millions and ten millions of dollars. Uh, in certain cases, uh, where there are big donations, so uh, people in, uh, people donating between one and five million dollars, it sometimes takes longer. Uh, the uh, bureaucratic process is longer. Sometimes these are family offices, these are charitable trusts. They require documents. Uh, they require kind of proof of bank accounts, uh, but we certainly are receiving you know big sums of money. At the same time, uh, I, I don't want to discard or ignore those providing smaller sums of money. Uh, and for example, you know in the U.S. we have multiple ways of donating, whether it's through credit card, bank accounts, or PayPal. In Israel, we have a bank account, Bank of Poilim, but equally people can donate money uh, via Bit. In the U.K., for example. We're delighted that the JNF, the Karen Kayemet, has provided us with a charitable structure in, uh, in order for people to donate through that so it can be tax efficient. You can find all of this, all of this information uh, on, on our website, or you can try and uh, get, get hold of me and I can provide it to you. Um, I end, we'll give our listeners information at the end of the um, this interview on how can they help. Um, there was a very disturbing report a couple of days ago that uh, a very large um, a, um, dispatch of ceramic vests was held up at Ben Gurion Airport by the Israeli tax authorities. Difficult to believe, but that was that was the report. Can you confirm this? That is certainly what we've heard, uh, and we are working very hard to have that changed. There's no doubt that uh, there's a lot of bureaucracy uh, in this country, which needs to uh, be overcome. I would say uh, in defense of the authorities here, there have been many people who have wanted to bring in equipment, but some of the equipment uh, is not to the standard of the, uh, of the IDF of the Ministry of Defense, uh, and therefore they have not allowed that to be distributed. But I can assure you that part of the work that we're trying to do is to get those vests 
and that equipment freed and distributed to those units at the same time. I would encourage uh, the politicians in the country and everyone involved to think differently, to think flexibly. As I said before, everything changed uh, on October the 7th. Uh, and to think about what the ultimate game is here, uh, and the ultimate objective is here, uh, and the need to solve that. Now, I understand that uh, bec- due to the urgency, obviously, of the situation, that the, the minute these uh, protective vests or other equipment arrives in Israel, they are taken by car immediately to units at the front who are ready and waiting. Yes, that's, uh, that, that, that's indeed correct. Uh, I've been in touch and I've seen pictures uh, of uh, individuals who've driven down uh, to the south uh, and to the north to provide these vests. I have to provide these vests. I have to tell you that uh, I personally uh, took a vest down uh, down to, to the south, about 40 kilometers uh, south of Gaza yesterday. For a friend of my son's, I managed to secure a vest, uh, and I felt it was important to take it down to him. And so they are getting to, uh, to these individuals uh, as quickly as possible. Uh, we also need helmets. Uh, we also need other other equipment. There are lists which will appear uh, on the website. These are non This is non-lethal equipment, but it is equipment that is important for the safety and security of our soldiers. You said at the beginning it's not the time for politics now, but we must remind our leaders, ironically, that the Brothers and Sisters in Arms organization was amongst the forefront uh, of the um, protests against the judicial overhaul. Many members of this government described them as traitors. Now they are leading the uh, campaign you've just uh, explained to us uh, at the very forefront, doing the job that government ministries should be doing, that the army should be doing. They're at the very forefront of this battle to provide our our troops with what they need and the civilians and the the refugees. Um, There's an irony there, isn't there? Mark, there is, there is indeed, uh, as you correctly pointed out, brothers and sisters for Israel, as it used to be called, brothers in arms of Achim Neshek, was the leading uh, anti-judicial reform protest organization made up of uh, former IDF soldiers. But as I said to you at the beginning, uh, everything changed on October the, October the 7th. I've been uh, in banking for 30 years. Uh, I have never seen the level of commitment dedication and energy that I witness on a daily basis from these individuals. They're applying the same uh, energy, the the same organizational ability, the the, the same desire as they did in the elite units of the Israeli army to solving a problem which unfortunately is not being solved or being addressed by the government. The irony uh, is is enormous. Uh, I don't think anyone's looking for credit, but it is true that these are the people that make this country uh, the great one it is. And of course, we salute you and the people working with you for this effort, which is ongoing. It's certainly not over, it's just beginning. Uh, how can listeners, both in Israel and abroad, contribute either financially or their services on the ground? So, look, as I said, we've had no shortage of, uh, of desire to help. The people at internationally, I know you all want to do your individual thing, and I don't blame you for that. But what we really need from, an international, from the international community uh, is donations. Uh, I know that some of you feel you can source equipment and send it to Israel. There are professional people in our organization, in other organizations, in the ministries that are doing that. And so 
I would ask you to focus your attention on providing whatever money you can from yourself, from your friends, from your families to these organizations to allow them to go out and source that equipment. Um, for people in Israel, again, donations are important, but help on the ground uh, is valuable. Uh, we will provide uh, to, to you uh, the, uh, the information uh, regarding uh, where people can turn up to volunteer, uh, that to drive things around the country, to help pack boxes, uh, to, help, uh, to, to help buy food, uh, to cook food, etc. And so there's lots that everyone can do. Um, just need to turn to the right, uh, to the, to the right organization. I have a colleague uh, in my office who effectively sits outside his local synagogue every day waiting for the call to drive things uh, around Tel Aviv. That's the level of contribution that people are, are, are making and the you know, desire of people to be involved.